Yes, people, how are you all doing? I hope we're all doing really well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So today we are going to do a little two-part episode. It's going to be a guest episode. Our guest today is Mark Hayes. So he is one of the fellow PTs at the gym that I'm working at in Gosforth. He is just finished studying nutrition at Newcastle University. And we talked a lot about, well, a lot of different topics, which is why we split it up into two parts. So this part, part number one, is going to be a bit about Mark's transformation. So Mark was uh, really overweight. He was about 18 stone when he was when he was a bit younger and he dropped down, lost about four or five stone. I'll put the pictures on Instagram and stuff so you can see his transformation. It is ridiculous. Um, we talk about a bit about his transformation a bit about body dysmorphia, bulimia, and a few other food disorders, uh, disorders, I should say, because that's something that obviously Mark looked into quite a bit, and it's something that he feels that will come out quite a bit in the near future with social media and influencers as well, so it's a big topic. Again, we touch on social media, like I just mentioned, especially as being a PT, social media being such a massive thing in the minute, and why Mark's actually stepped off it, and how you can still be successful as a PT, offline and not needing that social media and how it can also affect your productivity, help you, uh, affect your lifestyle and also affect your mental health. So we touch on that in part one and in part two, which will be a little bit longer, we'll talk specifically on veganism because Mark himself is a vegan. We touch on everything to do with that there, which is a very interesting podcast. He goes into a lot of detail and you can tell he's very passionate about it. So there's a lot of interesting stuff that you definitely need to listen to. So part one, is going to be, like I said, about his transformation, a bit about food disorders, social media, and just personal training and fitness in general. So a more specific podcast about that. So we'll jump straight in to part one of the episode with Mark. This is Process. Yes, people, welcome back to Process. Today, we are joined by one of my fellow Nuffield Health PTs, Mr. Mark Hayes. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Hello, mate. You all right? Good. good, not bad. Pleasure to have you on anyway. Good to have you on. We've been wanting to do this for a long time. Um, two reasons. One, your transformation, your story is quite interesting. And I wanted you to kind of tell your story to everybody. Two, big topic at the minute is obviously being vegan. You are a vegan yourself. And I had a little, little, <laughs> a little, I oh know, keep it quiet. <laughs> I know. Plant based. Plant based, yeah. I had a my little <laughs> spell of uh, trying it out and I've learned a lot from it. And I think I'm going to probably yeah. follow it forward a bit. So, be interesting to talk about that as well. So we'll start off with your your story. First of all, kind of what started you getting into fitness and what were you like when you're a little bit younger? Um, so for me, when I was younger, I was like, I mean, played a little bit of football, just five aside sort of stuff, but not really like anything crazy. And then I got, when I was, it was like a running thing as, as I got older, 14, 15, I would be putting on like almost like a stone every year. It was like a running joke in my family. So I'd be like 15, I was 15 stone, 16, 16 stone. Got to the point where I was just really overweight. Uh, got to like 18 stone in total. Um, well, roughly, I wasn't really checking my weight all the time, but I did jump on the scale and I was about 18 stone. Um, and then I got to the point where I was like, right, I need to sort of lose weight. And then I didn't go about without the gym route. Funny enough, actually, it's a weird story. I went to the gym once when I was 18, when I was 18 stone, I was telling this to Donna, uh, the manager um, at Nuffield. And I basically, I went in there once, uh, like when it was greens, not when it was Nuffield, like it used to be greens ages ago. Uh, I went in, I was too self-conscious to go back again. And then 10 years down the line, I'm like a PT there. So I just thought that was a bit, that was a bit random. But yeah, I was like 18 stone. Um, and then I basically lost about six stone um, in total uh, before then putting on a bit more muscle after that and then building building a couple of stone worth of muscle. Um, but yeah, that was my journey into like fitness. Not not a fitness person whatsoever. Um, just all about, just really was just messing about when I was younger, just eating loads of food, low activity. Um, obviously, that's the reason why I put the weight on and then got to the point where I was like, right, let's try and sort this out, sort it out yeah. with diet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think triggered yeah. you kind of to, to make that change and start obviously losing weight and going to the gym and looking at what you eat and stuff? Was there anything that triggered you to, um, to flip the switch? Probably, I mean, to be honest, I was just really like insecure and just self-conscious. Um, obviously, you know, when you're overweight, you know, like sometimes when you're really overweight, you don't realize how overweight you are, but you still know you're overweight. Like you don't want to just wear a T-shirt. You feel really self-conscious. 
um, like going to the gym or like or going to the beach or anything like that with your friends. You don't want to do that because you know maybe you're going to have to take your top off and all of this sort of stuff. So you sort of avoid situations like that. It sort of impacts your life, to be honest. Um, so I was like, right, I need to start losing weight. And I just got it in my mind. I was like, I'll have breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, and I'll just go like that. Um, I would start at a job. I was working in a garden center. So I was always on my feet and I was quite active. So that in combination with just, just getting a getting a hold of my diet a little bit and not just, just slamming food down. Um, that, that helped us a lot just because I wanted to lose weight and just, just for confidence really, um, wasn't really like, oh, for my health. It was just because I just felt uncomfortable in my own skin, um, mm-hmm. mostly. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, that's what got us into it initially. Yeah. I think that's probably the, the big thing for a lot of people when they do kind of make that change, it gets to a point where it's really affecting them mentally. A lot of people mm-hmm. get into the gym for just the kind of ego side, like they want to get big and muscly and stuff yeah. like that. But a lot of people don't kind of, they're in this kind of stuck in this anxiety sort of sort of state, anxious, anxious, anxious state, I should say, where yeah, they're, yeah. they're more worried about the weight and stuff and what they look like, not so much looking to impress girls or whatever, which a lot of people get into the gym for. Um, so it's mm-hmm. good that you kind of got to that state because some people just let it go. There's a lot of people that just kind of yeah. just keep going down that path and it, it kind of spirals into one thing leads to another and the whole lifestyle kind of just goes downhill. Whereas obviously you, you've made that change. And I think a lot yeah. of people will find if they, if they get into that routine of eating a little bit better training, and getting into that routine, think other things in their life will start getting a little bit better. Which I don't know if you found mm-hmm. that yourself yeah. in terms of aspects outside of the gym. hundred percent. Like I said, like when I was like 18, 19, like no confidence whatsoever. Um, you know, like looking a girl in the eye, do you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, like just really just insecure, just that general sort of like weird, insecure, like overweight guy. Um, that just, I would just used to sort of just like hang about with my friends, but again, not a lot of like really socializing with like large groups and stuff like that. Um, just sort of keeping them in my like tight circles. Um, so then, yeah, I mean, if I didn't do anything about it, I would have been definitely on the route to like type two diabetes. Um, if like the age I am now, if I continue going, who knows what sort of weight I would be? Cause like, I've got a, just a profound ability to put crazy amounts of fat on, um, which is, I suppose, lucky like my genetics are sort of geared up that way. Obviously it is my activity level and in the food that you're eating. But again, like I can just pile weight on just, it was crazy. I put so much weight on in, in such a short period of time. Um, but yeah, it was just, I'm glad I got into that. Just like you say, for my, for my confidence, really. I know people do it nowadays because of confidence. People, especially Instagram and Facebook and everyone, you, you feel you're pressured to look a certain way. So it's like the, the societal pressure of sort of, I must be like this, I must have must big muscles, but I've got to have abs at the same time. And if you're a woman, you've got to have like tiny waist, but you've got to have a huge, huge bum and all this sort of stuff. So it's just, I think everyone struggles with it, to be honest, um, especially more and more nowadays because it's just more and more in your face, like Instagram. Like that's why I've come off Instagram just in general. I just, I personally, I just don't think it's like the healthiest place to be. Um, there's good aspects of it, 100%, but a lot of it is just quite negative. Um, it's very much... Well, I mean, even just looking at the studies, what it can do for eating disorders in certain types of people... Um, just like just general sort of body body image like dysmorphia problems really um so i think that's what a lot of people are getting into the gym for i mean there's not many people small section of people be like okay i'm I'm going to the gym to be healthy you know that i think there's more people going to the gym because they want to look a certain way because they, they either want to impress other people or they want to just feel comfortable just being themselves which is a little bit strange really um it's a bit, a bit sad that that is the case. <laughs> mm, right. Well, I, I genuinely think that is a lot for a lot of people. I mean, most people that speak to me even want personal training. It's like they want to lose weight. Um, it's because they want to look better, really. Um, yeah. And the reason they want to look better is because they think they have to look a certain way in order to be, they, they want that validation from others or, or they just want to feel like a normal. Um, obviously, modern day life in general is not great for in terms of obesity, like obesity is rising like ridiculous like numbers, so it, it, it is increasing and it's to do with modern day life. But yeah, I would say more people are doing it for just for like aesthetic reasons. I yeah. would say, no, 100%. When you mentioned social media, there, I think it is like I can't remember what it was. I listened to a podcast the other day, but I don't think 
I think what they said was you shouldn't really be on social media if your mental health isn't in check. If you don't have a stable yeah. mental health, I would just completely scrap short social media. Realistically, I don't. I could. I'd be probably. I know myself. I'd probably be happier without it. But the reason mm-hmm. I'm on it is because I know what I want to do, and I want to try and affect a lot more people. And for your business, for my business, 100. Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I posted on my my personal account or on Facebook and yeah. something all to do with my business. But like I said, mm-hmm. I know that I would be a lot more mentally healthier and probably have a better, maybe like a better relationship with my family and my girlfriend. To be fair, because you can focus mm-hmm. more attention on them rather than constantly thinking about like I know myself. I'm stressed out. Right, I need to put a post on the day. I need to put stories on the day. I need yeah. to message my clients. I need to do this, that, and the other because I know that's that's my business sort of thing. Uh, it is it is kind of sad that the world is that way, but in a sense. If I feel in a way, if, if your business isn't out there, especially in personal training, obviously there's PTs yeah. that can do it like yourself, who do it without the social yeah. media aspect and do really, really yeah, well, yeah. really successful, mm-hmm. have their own gyms and you stuff. You can be but, 100%. You can be really successful in a gym. Like, like you don't need social media. to Like, some people think you have to for PT. Um, like, you don't. Like, four years I worked in Pierre Gym. I, I mean, I had my social media, but I was always on my stories. I never used to put stuff on posts, which probably in hindsight, looking back, is probably not the best way to do it, which is not obviously because you need to be on their posts all the time. Um, but I was really busy. Like I say, I was just talking before the start of the podcast. He, like, like 10 hours a week PT for me was like, wow, this is a slow week. Normally averaging 15, 20 hours of PT. And I wasn't going at it like, oh yeah, this is, I was just sort of doing it as, as a job, which again, mm-hmm. not the best way to go about it. If you're going to do it, like don't do that. Go at it like a business and do it like properly. Um, but even then I was doing really well at it. Um, but obviously the social media side of things for building stuff up for your business, for your brand um, is really beneficial. I mean, it's like crazy marketing, like, and almost you can do it for free if you're really savvy with it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to pay a lot. It's not like you've got to be doing like infomercials, like, hey guys, like I'm a PT. Like you, you can just do like small little ads or you can just generally just build things up um, just sort of naturally, just by putting posts up and letting people follow you. And then you, that leads into online stuff. So it, it is it is a great tool. But yeah. again, if, it just depends on the person. Like, I came off it for the end of uni um for my last year uni and it was the best thing honestly i've never been happier like i've been on social media like instagram mostly for about four years um and i came off it like january like basically like january 1st not like a new year's resolution thing i was just like right i need to sort of focus because apart from the negative sort of things are looking like oh they've got like better things than me or or i'm not doing as much as i should be like if you start your mind starts going to different places where you've got to stay in your own lane sort of thing mm-hmm. um i think that's the main thing is staying in your own lane like you're in third year uni mark like like focus on your stuff you can't be doing this you can't be doing that you just need to focus on what you do so right i i, I shut it down and for like the four or five months genuinely i was a lot happier like you were saying you know you'd be happier and i guarantee that honestly you would be um mm-hmm. but it's like the sort of necessary evil when it's when it comes to business that yeah. um, you do need that sort of thing. Um, yeah. That's the only thing. 100%. Yeah, hopefully one day that it gets to the point where I am able to to step off it a little bit or maybe even have someone mm. to do it for me. That's the dream. Do it for you. Do that's it for you. That's what way. you want. Yeah. It is a lot of work. Like People don't realise. Like I, I put a lot yeah. of hours into it and it is almost like unpaid hours. You do a sense. lot. And it can, yeah, I, I've kind of like put it into my kind of got used to having it into my daily routine. So it's almost like a habit, mm. which can turn mm-hmm. into a bad habit because there is times where I'm sat at myself just scrolling through social media or like I get very, I'm not very good at staying on one one task at a time. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, today I had to, there was a little bit of updates I needed to do for one of my online clients, but then I got sidetracked because I, I needed to make a video for today's post and I was halfway through editing that post and I jumped back into my program Jump and then I'm else, alternating yeah. between too many things because my mind's constantly yeah. thinking. I think being able to have control of your mind and being able to have control of your time will help, like, like you said, with your university, be more productive, like get scrapped mm. social media con- like completely, makes you 100% focus 100%. on the task at hand. Um, I mean, just look at your productivity, look at your productivity and just see what you've done. Um, I mean, it's a good little thing on your, on your phone and just what are you doing? I mean, fair enough if you've got a business and you're on social media for a reason, but like, if you don't have a business and you're just sort of on social media, like fair enough, go on there, enjoy a little bit of time, but just look how much time you're spending on it. Like you'd be on there and you'd be like, okay, I've spent four hours on social media. And you're like, what have you done? 
like yeah. what real like unless you have been researching like like you're following great people that are putting out so much like informative posts and you've spent four hours of just absorbing pure information then that's fair enough if not then you're wasting your time really i mean what are you doing like you got four hours on that and then people are spending maybe three four hours maybe watching netflix like this is like if you look back on the end of your life this is always thing if you look back and you're in your deathbed and you're sort of like oh I'm just reminiscing about all those hours that I spent flicking through Instagram or mm-hmm. watching Netflix. Like you're not going to do that. That's not going to pop into your mind at all. So I just feel like, pro- like in terms of productivity, it is the worst possible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're going to end up just wasting a lot of your life, and it's sad to say that. But and it is just small little things. Two hours here, an hour here, but that builds up. And then in a week, you look and you think, oh man, I've spent 26 hours on on Instagram. Like what could you done? You could have, you could have wrote a book. You could have, you, you know, you could have been doing an extra course on something to try and yeah. learn and develop yourself. Like you could, I mean, I don't know, go to like Spanish lessons or anything, you know, anything um, rather than scroll through social media and get like mental health problems. <laughs> uh, I know, mate. It's, it's, it's it is crazy. Like, I, I, I think, think it's a good little method that I try and do and fail miserably at my girlfriend. I'll tell her, it's like, say, he never does this. Yeah. But- um, is try and literally just set yourself maybe like half an hour where like, right, this is my half an hour to do my social media. Let's like, take blocking like your mm-hmm. time. Like I've done a podcast with a lad last week, Simon, really successful mm-hmm. online coach. And he blocks out everything in his day. Like he blocks out two hours yeah. for training, uh, two hours for check-ins, half an hour for making a video, whatever it is. Like the same for social media, block out a bit of time. Like give yourself till like between half six and half seven to go on your phone, get all your messages, mm-hmm. Instagram posts, whatever, out the way, and then just turn, like, I'm quite good at turning my phone on airplane mode at, like, eight, half eight, nine o'clock, because I know from then, like, my phone's on the side, I'm just winding down to go to bed. Little things like yeah, that yeah. that I'm trying to get better yeah. at. But like you, you said, to. you can just waste waste so much time flicking through your phone, and, like, Instagram, Facebook, all them social medias are designed addictive. to be addictive. 100%. So addictive, yeah. It's, like, like, so addictive. That's like how the, they make um, their money at the end of the day. Called the social dilemma. If you haven't watched that, like it just talks about think, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, it, like sending notifications or something at random times of the day to get you to click on. Cause if you're normally on at that time and mm-hmm. like they make their money from that. So they make it addictive. Like even you post and like post a photo up and then you see all the likes coming through, you're getting sort of like dopamine hits. So you're sort mm-hmm. of like, Oh, like it's, you're basically getting like a small amount of a high of it. Um, yeah. So it gets into those situations for some social media. This is why it dumbs it down as well, because you've got like some um, Instagram influencer just like putting a good post up like that. And it's like, okay, I've got like 100, 100 likes or something, 2,000 likes. And then she posts a photo like of her booty and then she's yeah. getting like 20,000 likes. I mean, mentally, she's going to want to do that for engagement and for her business as well. She's going to mm-hmm. want to do that. So just all around. Yeah, if you follow the right people and you're productive with it, so it's like, right, I'm going to go onto social media because I'm going to do this for my business, X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to try and follow these people because they put out great information. I want to learn that. Mm-hmm. But I feel you can very easily just end up aimlessly sort of scrolling through there and then yeah. going on the explore. Never go on the explore page. That's the, that's the <laughs> I main one, really, that, isn't to it? To be fair, it's nah, just a like, If you do, though, if you do, man, that's it. That's, that's just rabbit hole after rabbit hole. It's just never, never <laughs> end. It's a black, black hole. Video. Yeah, but, it's really bad. Yeah, that's a good point, though. Like, be careful who you follow as well, because I know I myself have started to be a bit more conscious about what I'm posting, not so much making mm-hmm. my Instagram, because my business, not making it all about me, but trying to provide content yeah. for clients. And I want to try and post a True. bit more about my clients. And, like, the other day, I just put a little thing on my stories, shouting out one of my clients for his work and stuff. I'm being a bit more conscious about it, because I am very mm-hmm. conscious that I post a lot of, like, pictures of me and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it just, it tries to, I'll try to make my page look aesthetically pleasing, just as, like, a business side of it. But then there's yeah. also a crossing line where it's like, it's literally just all me and yeah. the content no, I, I provide, you. I'm just posting for this. So I'm, try, I'm trying to be more conscious about that because it's so easy. Like if you click on, mm-hmm. like for example, the girl's Instagram page and it's all just like, here in the gym doing a booty workout, arse workout, this, arse, like all that sort of stuff. It's very much like just trying to draw people in and get attention. Whereas there's probably better people out there who have less followers, but are providing actual like productive yeah. content, stuff that you 100%. can learn from. Um, so be careful of that. And then also back to the point about obviously your body transformation. I find it probably a lot more impressive seeing the transformation from like a 20 stone individual down to like, a, like a, I don't know, 13, 14, something like a healthy weight. I find that a lot more 
kind of rewarding, especially as a PT. If I've seen that, I find that more rewarding than rather getting someone from like normal to shredded because there's a lot yeah. more of a it's mental huge. transformation and lifestyle yeah. transformation. So just because, say you were at 20, 22, whatever, like obese weight kind of individual and you were dropping down to that weight, don't feel like you need to go to the extreme and like don't think that you're not as good as someone who's absolutely shredded because your mm-hmm. transformation, I like, look at you and think you've not just changed physically, but obviously mm-hmm. your health's obviously massively improved. Mentally, you've changed. You've changed your lifestyle, changed a lot of habits. Mm-hmm. Like to get to that point, I think, I think is a lot more kind of mentally challenging. There's a lot more boundaries and stuff you have to get over rather than getting shred. Obviously, it is really hard to get shred and in good shape, but however, yeah, I'll, no, probably no, a no. lot more respect. Um, for that, so don't well, always I mean, fall to the pressures. Of yeah. Social media. Well, that's it. Yeah, because everyone wants to be shredded, but also huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, if somebody's lost loads amount, load like huge amounts of weight. Like that doesn't happen in twelve weeks. If you're lean and you stay in a calorie deficit for twelve weeks, you're probably going to be shredded at the end of it. If you're incredibly obese and you stay in a calorie deficit for twelve weeks you're not going to be shredded <laughs> it's yeah. as simple as that like you're going to have lost weight but you're not going to be shredded so the the, the journey is a lot longer than that so that's mm-hmm. what people i think people have unrealistic expectations when they're really overweight and thinking like oh well this guy done like a, a before and after and he's done a six-week shred and it's like well yeah this guy's like trained for years and like maybe put on a little bit of body fat and now he's done it he was only like what 15 percent body fat he's trained for like well, he's done a diet for 12 weeks and now he's lost loads of fat and he's obviously shredded. And then he said, oh, well, I'm going to get like that. And then you put in that work and you're expecting to get the same results as them guys. And it's just, it's not going to work. Um, yeah. So you just got to take that slower, more sustained approach and think about like you're saying about the, um, your habits. That's, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the main thing. It is literally habits. Anyone can jump into a diet for six weeks, but like you're going to yo-yo out and I've done that loads literally I've yo-yoed so hard like ridiculously going in like 12 not even 12 weeks like six weeks eight weeks doing fasted cardio doing like training in the evening strict meal plan and like oh and, I, and I'd do it crazy well I would be I would get really quite lean even like after I'd lost a lot of my weight and I'd come down to like a lower body percentage um body fat percentage you could do these intense diets but the they only really work for a short amount of time. So it's trying to think about lifestyle changes that's going to actually keep you in a healthy body fat percentage for a long period of time rather than being shredded for like a month or something or not even a month, a couple of weeks. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. Domino's o'clock. And then you, <laughs> and then you put that weight straight back on because yo-yo dieting is, is really, I mean, it's, it's too easy to do. And it's because it's, un, un, it's like not realistic to sort of stick to that sort of those harsh diets. And again, that's, back to like sort of what what you expect to get um from your diet um in that sort of 12 weeks like it's more it's harder for someone who's really overweight to diet down to those low body fat percentages um Mm. so some people just say just try and find a healthy body fat percentage where you feel comfortable you're happy and don't let external pressures sort of push you into going too extreme Mm -hmm. um because you'll spend years and this is from experience you spend years of your life just your your dieting and when you could have really just dropped down to 15 percent, you know not exactly being where you want to be and then just build more muscle and just stayed in that and stayed healthy and then if you wanted to get really super shredded for whatever reason um you can easily do that you just drop into a diet but trying to always aim for that in the long run um just leaves you it just leaves you spinning your wheels really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's advice for anyone that's really overweight and they want to lose, like, drop down fair enough, get into a healthy body fat percentage, but don't think that you've got to have shredded abs to be healthy because it's usually not the case. It's not, it's not, um, it's not, not realistic and it's not, mm-hmm. it's not sustainable in the long term. Really. Yeah, I was going to say hundred percent. It's not sustainable. It's not healthy. Like people don't understand the effects of being shredded, like the whole, on your hormones mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like I got really, really Crazy. shredded probably two years ago, and I, I got my bloods done, and my, my cortisol levels were through the roof. And oh, I was, really? Yeah, like really, really high. That was one of the only things that was really bad. But my cravings for food, I was like so food focused like i think i've mentioned it to you before i was like got to a point where i was literally scooping nutella like going in with my fingers scooping nutella in my mouth and at night time when i started yeah. getting these cravings it got really bad and <laughs> i would count really around bad. that the next two days eating like 1500 calories which is like nothing to me my like cutting calories were like 2800 so i was just mm-hmm. like slicing them in half for the next few days to counteract it 
there's a lot yeah. of like the mental health side of it and being very free focused it's um it can be really serious and i wasn't obviously like even bodybuilding kind of stage shredded that was just me being relatively lean yeah um so don't get so fixated on that and then going back to the social media side people on instagram and stuff they're choosing the good photos there's a bit of editing in it like and, mm. and they're obviously people are probably just saving the photos from 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 well, when they were shredded and posting them like yeah true in, in in the future sort of thing um but one thing that i've kind of learned and i think i'm trying to push with a lot of my clients is focus on feeling good rather than looking good find something that's kind of sustainable to find a training yeah plan that you enjoy doing it doesn't have to be strict bodybuilding like i know myself that doing a strict bodybuilding plan is the most optimal way of building muscle but i, I want to build muscle but i also want to like move around and feel good have a bit of conditioning and um, be able to like go for a run if i wanted to all this sort of stuff and then also with my yeah. diet i know that if i'm adding in a little bit of additional condition i'm burning a few more calories i'm not only feeling good but then i can also if i want to every so often i can have a dominoes and not stress about it obviously not going overboard yeah. with it but I'm just staying at a kind of a healthy weight um, and find find the thing that you enjoy and that you're going to sustain. It doesn't have to be, like I said, going crazy calories, going stupidly low with your body fat. Find something healthy and whatever you're going to sustain. I'd rather you be 15, 20% body fat, be happy, be able to go out with your friends at the weekend, still enjoy your training and still progress rather than living in, in this Tupperware like, lifestyle where you're just walking around, you can't even go out for Nando's with your friends because you're yeah. probably not with Tupperware. People, there's two massive different ends of the spectrum. There's the ones who take it really seriously and then there's the ones who kind of completely lose it. A little bit of balance is the is the key thing, I think. Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding has completely ruined people's health and fitness. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously you get into it, you're like, right, I want to get lean. Fair enough. That's There's nothing wrong with wanting to be lean and like maybe you get shredded. Go for it. Um, but then you sort of think, well, how do you do that? And then you instantly like, well, who's doing that? And then you look at bodybuilders. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, what are bodybuilders doing? Well, they're doing the cardio. They're doing like the, maybe the faster cardio, maybe not, but they're doing the cardio and the training. They're eating their, their meals and it's like chicken, rice, broccoli, chicken, rice, broccoli. Yeah. And they're restrictive. And then you watch the bodybuilding motivation videos and say, you can't do anything, man. You can't go out and enjoy anything. It's like, yeah. you just got to live this life. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Like if you're a bodybuilder, 100%. If you're a normal person, like an average person that just wants to be in good shape, trying to emulate a bodybuilder is not going to be great for your sort of quality of life at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's going to end up leading you to them places where you're restrictive, you're sort of overly restrictive, leading to food binges and stuff like that. Or you're just sort of, you're not going to see your friends or your family. And like, I don't know, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to here with my friend, like you're saying, like Nando's or whatever, I'm not going there because I can't fit it at my calories or like just just whatever it may be. Like it's it gets really restrictive, and you don't need to be that restrictive to be a healthy body fat percentage. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to have an understanding of just general, just energy balance, really. Yeah. Like energy and energy out. Be you know eat healthily. 70 80 percent of your diet have a little bit of a treat like if you're doing that like all the time and then you have a dominoes like you say it's not going to be the end of the world it's not you're not going to get like obese off like one dominoes um mm-hmm. someone said it ages ago i don't know who it was but it was like one pizza isn't going to make you like fat and like one day in the gym isn't going to make you lean so yeah it's like you've got to think about the balance of it. Like if you're having pizzas all the time, yeah, it's probably going to make you fat. Like if you're not going to the gym or if you're going to the gym all the time, you're probably going to be in a, in a healthier body fat percentage and just be generally healthier. Um, but yeah, the food cravings is a big thing, especially when you, when you restrict it like that and you're going for the diets as what you said about those, it's basically binge purging what you were saying. So I started mm-hmm. learning about this in my last day of uni with doing like psychological side of like eating and weight disorders that the module was called. And I didn't realize, like I knew I had some problems with food, but I didn't realize like how bad it was. And you would do that where you would binge eat because you're dieting, you're dieting too hard and then you end up binging on food. And then the next day you compensate, so you're fasting and you're doing all this cardio and like you're like okay well i'm just gonna have one meal tonight to try and counteract that or just have a little bit of food and then you end up maybe binging again at the next night and basically what that is is like a mild form of bulimia nervosa so it's bulimia basically so obviously normally bulimia you think oh someone's gonna throw up like after the beating but it doesn't have to be thrown up it just has to be some type of purge so the purge it can be coming 
from just reducing your calories to ridiculously low the next day or doing excessive amounts of exercise to compensate for it. So it's actually a type of bulimia. That, and, and I think it's so common. It's, people don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can happen to anyone, like not even people that have struggled from being really overweight, like you just said there, like it can happen to anyone. I think it's so prevalent in gym, in the gym society, if that's even a thing, like people have, have this problem where they're overly restricting and then they end up binging and then they end up doing too much exercise to compensate for that, especially if you're a PT. Cause there's so much pressure to look a certain way if you're a personal trainer, mm-hmm. um, like that just is so enough that's pressure to sort of like die i've got to be lean i've got to be big and i mean i think that's also pushes personal trainers to sort of think okay well i'm gonna hop on some uh on some extra peds you know <laughs> what i mean to like be like yeah. well it's it i'm it, gonna look a certain way so i think like all around like it can be such a negative thing like being a personal trainer as well even though you want to do it to help people it can lead into these problems where you end up going maybe on substance abuse you know what i mean like peds or stuff like that or just getting into sort of negative um, habits with food and getting into these bulimic sort of tendencies, mm. which I think, I think for influence, that's like a hidden thing. I think it'll come out a lot more in the future. Um, we'll find out more PTs and more influencers that, that they've been secretly sort of hiding these, this like bulimia nervosa type um, traits. Mm. I mean, maybe they didn't recognize it because I never recognized it. I was just sort of like, oh man, I, slipped up again so i'm gonna to have to do this and and then once i realized it, that helped me so much because i could actually say it objectively and i was like oh actually this is this is the real thing like this is not this is not just me sort of you know like being you know crap and not being able to stick to my diet it's because it's to do with your sort of perception on how people view you it's to do with your over evaluation of weight and shape more specifically so you're really obsessed about the way you look it's a bit like people who have anorexia, they're sort of obsessed about the way they look, same with bulimia. You, you're obsessed about the way that you look and it becomes a negative thing. Um, you then, maybe you lose some weight and this can happen if you've lost a lot of weight. People will then give you, it's like almost like reinforcement. So they'll be like, oh, wow, you've, you've, lost, you've lost a lot of weight. Um, well done. So that, that positive thing, even though it's a compliment, it actually makes you intensify your efforts. It's like, oh, we've lost weight. I want to get even more compliments by losing even more weight and getting even more shredded. And, and then it, it leads into this, um, like they said, this over-evaluation of weight and shape, which is just such a negative thing for your state of mind and leads to a lot of um, like binge eating disorders, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not binge eating disorders specifically, but bulimia and like potentially anorexia, which is more common in females, but it still can be common in males as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some of the things you said there kind of like spring to my mind when you say that about like when you say one that you overeat, which is why one of the reasons why I, I like fasting in terms of one reason is just because I feel better for it in terms of especially in the morning if I'm a bit more busy and my yeah. digestion feels a bit more better. But thinking about it when I'm like, say I have like a big meal the night before or like I have some pizza or whatever it is. I always push the next day. I always push my, my fast a little bit longer and a little bit longer each time. Mm-hmm. Like normally like. If I have, I mean, it, I know, it I makes sense. A few, yeah, yeah, and a few beers on a Saturday, I wouldn't probably eat until two o'clock, like two p.m. the next day. Like it's it's that mental thing. Like, all right, I'm gonna sacrifice the calories. Like, I feel fine for it. It's not like I'm doing yeah. I'm, like starving and dying. Like I'm shaking and stuff because of mm-hmm. it. No, no, it's no. Like a mental thing. Well, I want to try. Yeah, I know because I want to try and stay. I want to try and stay a reasonable body fat. Like stay lean, stay lean for Instagram, whatever it is, and look good, kind of thing. And whereas I know that obviously putting a little bit more body fat on is probably a little bit better in terms of building muscle and stuff like that. So there probably is, like you said, a lot, a lot more influences that are in the same sort of mindset, the same sort of boat with that. It's kind of, it's, I've never really thought about it in that sort of way until you brought it up. A hundred percent. It's so like, if your job, it doesn't matter what your job is, but if you're supposed to look a certain way and you feel pressure to look a certain way, that's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's theory. Like you, you'd think like, okay, I've eaten a lot of, eating 2000 extra calories tonight i probably don't need to eat as much which is fine you don't need to eat as much and you can do it it's not like oh you i've done that once it's really bad i'm actually trying to find it on my computer here because doing it now and again is not that bad but it's when you when it becomes a big big thing i'm trying to find the exact um like study or something like that no well it will i mean it will be in studies but it's um it's basically 
breaks down to how many times a week that you're doing it. So just in case anyone's listening to this, because obviously sometimes you're like, oh no, like I fasted yesterday because I had a pizza. It's not bad if you're doing it once, it makes sense. Obviously you're just reducing your energy intake, mm-hmm. but over the long term, it can get into such a negative thing. Um, and it's, again, it's, it's more, it's the pressure of sort of looking um, a certain way. And yeah. it's on them, like, yeah, male ideals uh, um, in the media. So just how the body image has just generally changed over time. And looking at it, obviously, I can't share this on the screen here, but from 1980s, it was just like a normal sort of leanish guy. And as it progressed through the years, the guy is now in, like, 2015, the image here. He's, like, shredded. He's muscular at the same time. He's obviously, like, on some gear. He's not, not on gear. And he's, like, these are the – this is the sort of, like, I'm a guy growing up now in this modern age. This is how I'm supposed to look. And unless you've got really amazing genetics, you're not just going to be shredded and have huge amounts of muscle. And even if you are and you don't have the greatest genetics, either way, it's going to take quite some time to get there, really. Um, mm-hmm. If you're doing it naturally, it's, it's, it's going to take some time to get there. And then again, that can lead into these intensifications where you go crazy diets because I need to get shredded and, oh, no, I'm not big enough. So, And then you end up going into bulk and then you go super bulk and you get too fat. And then it's like you, you're going back and forwards, you spin your wheels and then people are then jumping onto like gear and stuff like that to look a bit better. And it's like, it, it, gets, it gets really crazy. Um, mm-hmm. It gets absolutely crazy. I'm trying to find out. I'm not too sure. Right. Find if you find it, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll put the, I'll leave the link in the show notes so people can have a look at it if they're interested in kind of looking more. I'll just leave, yeah. just send me the link over at the end of the podcast. I'll leave it down below. We can't do yeah. the old Joe Rogan, put it on the screen. We I know, weird. I know. Yeah, we've I'm, got that sure. I'm not at that stage yet. One day, maybe I'll have my little <laughs> assistant. That'd be but so it, good. What's that guy called? He's like, hey, what's was he it called? Rob? I Rob? Oh, I can't remember. I listened to a Joe Rogan yeah, this morning as well. Jay. Oh, I can't remember. Jamie. Never mind. Jamie. Might be Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, yeah, might be. Like Basically, I was just looking for. I was trying to find the. Um, it's the number of times, so the amount of like binge purges that you do in a week. So if you're doing like one or twice a week, it's not that bad. But if it's happening multiple times a week, so and it doesn't have to be going to the toilet and throwing up. Like obviously, that's a definite sign. Even if you're doing that once or twice, I think, in my opinion, that's that's obviously quite bad. Where you you're throwing up to counteract the food that you've eaten. Um, like purposely doing that but if if it's like these things where you don't think it is because the most people who go to the gym will do that like you, you eat a lot of food and, and and you sort of counteract that with doing excessive exercise if you're doing that multiple times again i was looking trying to find the exact um exact amount of times because then it is technically you get diagnosed as like like having bulimia um and personally at times not all the time but like at times on some strict diets, like I would have been like up there. And I know a close friend of mine who's a personal trainer as well. We we actually bonded over like an eating disorder, which is a bit weird because uh, we had the similar sort of thing. It's so yeah. strange. But we'd, 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 and I didn't realize at the time as well, we'd, that's how we started talking. Like, oh, yeah, I'm binging and we're having this. And then we just sort of got into that sort of um, into that conversation. Then I really but doing like the last year uni got into this course on this module specifically and then I saw it and I was like wow like at that time at that moment in time there for that specific month or whatever or two months I was it was like painting a picture I was sitting watching the lecture and I was just sitting there like I was getting like really sort of emotional to be honest because it was mm-hmm. it was touching like such a chord it was like really this is like this was bang on me like this is what it was doing and and it's it, it's basically just getting into like a, a a mental sort of issue a mental disorder i mean it's very light it's not like crazy but it can lead it to really bad it can progress it can progress into um more detrimental sort of like negative things like depression again anxiety like social sort of social situations like if you don't like the way you look i mean you're not going to be going places like i had when i was younger i sort of broke out of that but because of mm-hmm. the excessive diet and and then what that can lead into these um mild like sort of bulimia uh, tendencies can then end up bringing resurfacing those issues again and it's really oh i'm on 20 percent low battery there what's going on if you need, if you I need might, a plug in, mate, we can. We can I'm gonna in. have to plug in, I think. Um, but yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. They can sort of resurface those air, those sort of like insecurities in yourself when really objectively you shouldn't have them. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like you say, like, I know you want to get shredded, but like nobody looking at you would be like, oh, you need to lose weight. Or anyone looking at me would be like, well, you're fine. I mean, you know, you don't need to lose weight. And be like, no, I'm not. I'm not good enough. I need to, I need to get leaner. I need to get yeah. shredded. And, and, and then it's these thoughts that sort of like that push you on that sort of that journey. Um, but yeah, I'll try and send it over to you if I find it because there's a specific number of times and then you can you basically would be diagnosed as mm-hmm. uh, as uh, and i think it's so prevalent like i say i know of a few people even a bodybuilder obviously i'm not name anybody's names but he was on like a really strict diet which his coach had given um and he was get, waking up in the morning two in the morning and he was going to tesco and eating everything in sight obviously 24-hour tesco and he was like going in and, and obviously it never affected him because he was on such low calories he was shredded and you know what i mean on x y and z so it, it basically like it was almost like a secret car book which his coach didn't really know about it um but like this is what this is what these diets do to people really i mean you just you're fighting against your physiological sort of responses to like want to keep you alive um and couple that in with mental like psychological feelings of being restricted and it's a can be quite a, a negative, negative thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, crazy. I'll try and find a feed. No it. worries, we'll send, send it over after. I was going to say, when you talk about this, I'm kind of thinking in my head, you could probably put together like a timeline of like a, a PT, for example, like getting, so mm-hmm. for you, for example, you kind of started because you were overweight. For me, yeah, I yeah. started because it was the kind of the other way around. I was really skinny, tall, tall, like I'm six foot six. I was always tall when I was younger. Um, so I started to kind of build the muscle and trying to put on a little bit of weight. Like I think I was, when I was 16, I was probably what, like 72 kilograms and I was six foot two or three at the time. Now I'm like, what, six foot six, I'm like probably 95. So I'm still not ridiculously heavy, but that was the reason I got into it. And then you're obviously up the other end. You can probably yeah. put together, like you get into it, you kind of get into a bit of habits, you you, you start getting into a routine, a training, you're not so fixated on the extremes yet then you get to a certain point where you start getting addictive addicted to it maybe you get to a point where you're at a, a nice kind of weight you're happy with and then you start looking into a little bit more detail about your bodybuilding about what can i do with nutrition and then you get to like the diet phase where you can go to the yeah. extremes of like ridiculously low body fat and then you go for the yo-yo diet and like i probably went to the same sort of thing I started up with a fellow. Um, we had tech, technical issues. Technical issues. But yeah, like I got to the point where I was kind of, I obviously had a, a little bit more muscle on us and now I wanted to get lean, like ridiculously lean. And that's when the yo-yo dieting comes and then you come on the outside of it and then you have a look back and reflect on it and, and, and think, right, like, that was, you don't realise until you're out of it, like, wow, that was crazy what I'd done there. There was a lot of issues and stuff. And then hopefully mm-hmm. you're trying to find that healthy kind of balance there's a lot of people going through that same sort of transition, whether what depending on what stage you're at, whether it's the want to get down to this like a, a normal healthy level or the want to try and put in a little bit of muscle, then it gets to like the serious stage when I want to take it to a level too far. And I think like taking advice from people who have kind of been through that, like yourself, and I've been through a similar yeah. thing, like who know what it's like to be at the severe kind of like spectrum whether it be the the crazy weight loss or crazy weight gain like there's two different sides to it talking to yeah, someone yeah. about that and kind of these conversations and talking to people at the gym personal trainers or, or whoever the experts are about this when you're kind of at that stage it's probably going to be like the best thing you can possibly do because that's what we're, we're here to kind of stop you from making the mistakes that we made so you can obviously just skip that step and hopefully be at a healthy level but at the same time you don't realize what you're going through until you've come out of it and like true reflect, reflecting back at it so before we wrap up this podcast i just wanted to jump on and explain why i'm on the mic to be fair so obviously we're splitting the podcast up into part one and part two i'm going to add in the three questions which i ask all my guests into part one because i feel it's more appropriate and kind of fits with the theme of part one and then part two will be purely about the veganism and um, so we'll jump straight to the three questions with mark and see how he answers them but yeah, we'll finish off with the last three questions, as I always ask every single guest. Because God, yeah. on this, we've been going a good solid two and a half hours, mate. Obviously, I'll split really? this pod. I think I'm going to split this podcast up. Um, first half talking about obviously yourself, and then the personal training side and social media, and then splitting it into the more vegan topic, which I think people will find interesting. So, first yeah. question: three people you'd like to invite round for dinner or a coffee. Um. So. 
Okay, I was sort of struggling on this one. I like JFK. I'd like to get him around talking about the conspiracy side of things. Yeah. I want to be like, what's the, um, was it the industrial war complex? I'd be like, right, what's going on with that? <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, sort of into the conspiracy things. Um, then it would probably be like, I don't know, I would like to speak to anyone from like two to 5,000 years ago or someone from the past. So imagine like speaking to someone like, 2000 years ago or even around the time when jesus was around be like is jesus around what's going on do you know what i mean like what's happening with that sort of stuff like speak i speak to someone 10,000 years ago like what's life like like what's your belief systems and i don't know that i'd be interested in that sort of stuff um personally um and then i'm not too sure on anyone else to be fair it would just be more i don't know like yeah i would love to speak from the past yeah yeah, yeah, nah, that's a good one to be fair. I haven't really had too many people from the past. I had Elvis. Someone said Elvis once. <laughs> Just yeah. to be interesting. Elvis is a good one. Right, second one. Three people you want to train with. Um, so I thought about this one. I was like, right, it's got to be Arnold. It's got to be the typical Arnold. He's if always you can't in, he's always in. And not want to train with Arnold. So I was like, I'll put that one out. A bit of a cliche. But then that I would actually love to train with my like younger self. Like, not that I used to train, so obviously I was probably overweight, but I would love to go back and train with myself and just to be like, or get myself into training or just even when I first get into the gym, like teaching myself how to go on because I would have improved like massively. Um, and then anyone else I want to train with, again, I don't, I don't have any specific people that I would like to train with, but I don't like chase after like names, like that person or whatever. Um, but just anyone that could teach us anything, like that's, that's who I like to train with. If I I hadn't trained with someone, like I say, I took information from you. We've had good conversations about training and I take that stuff on board. So anybody really, if I speak to anybody and I always listen, like even people that have no like PT experience or experience about the scientific the human body, because there's a lot of people I've spoken to in the past have got a good, really good understanding of how to train without that. It's like, a, it's like an intrinsic sort of like knowledge that's just inside of them. And then I listen to that and then I'll be like, actually, yeah, like black backs up some studies that that could learn something off of it. It's crazy in-depth like nutritional stuff uh, or like in-depth like scientific stuff about um, like training. Like Mike Isretel would be a good one to train with. Yeah. do like his stuff for, for the training. Just anyone I could learn from, though, like literally, could be absolutely anybody. Just as long as I could get some sort of value out of it, and they could teach me something from from that from mm -hmm. that training session. Oh, that's decent. Mike tells a good one, to be fair. And last one, yeah. one thing you'd say to yourself: we'll, we'll go, we'll go five years ago or ten years ago. Your choice. One thing you'd say to yourself: uh, five or ten years ago. Five or ten years ago, I would say. Well, ten years ago, I'd be like you'll not believe like where you are compared to where you were because like I say 10 years ago 19 incredibly overweight had absolutely no ambition whatsoever and like like just had no ambition not have a clue what I wanted to do so uneducated just left school at 16 like just didn't do well at school at all was always messing about um and just to the point where you'd be like okay like you'd actually you'd end up in the future, like 10 years on, you'd be like a PT and, and like a nutritionist and like with actual desires and ambitions to like go on and continue learning more. Um, and just having, just like, just to say to myself, you'll be a complete different person. Um, and sort of have some sort of like a bit of positivity about you, doing know, about yourself, like feel good that you will actually do 10 times more than what you thought. And then, like yeah and aiming to at least have that, that desire inside yourself to do more as well mm -hmm. um, which is what i'd want but yeah just generally just sort of stay focused and think on the think about the big picture um mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. basically like the most precious currency that you have is um time really so like spend it wisely because obviously mm -hmm. you don't get that back um i like that so, nice way to finish Nice way to finish. Yeah. It goes to show that obviously, like, even if you are like 19, 20, you don't know what to do with your life, it will, some things take a little bit longer yeah. than others. So just be patient with it, stick at it. And uh, if you're doing the right things, good thing will come. But that was an absolute pleasure, Mark. Thank you very much for coming on again. Yeah. Nice long podcast. So hopefully people have made it all the way to the end. I might put these three questions with the first part. I think it'll go nicely with the first part of the podcast. Right. Um, 
And then obviously yeah. the vegan part, the second part, that was very good, mate. Thank you very much. No, thank you. Um, and again, like I say, I probably I slaughtered the vegan to- the topic of it, like talking about it. So if, I don't know, if you wanted to do one in the future again, where I could actually get it into a more of a succinct sort of way, or if anyone has any, like, like lash, like a backlash of what I say, and then want to go into it a bit more. Um, because again, I've been so busy. I, d- I wanted to prepare for this podcast a bit more because there's so many different areas. And again, when I speak, I can be a bit like well, a little bit all over the place. So, um, yeah, again, I would I would do that again if someone wanted to bring somebody else in and we could talk about. We'll, we'll have it. We'll have another vegan debate down the line. If there's any questions yeah. people want to ask Mark or myself, yeah. you say have you deleted your Instagram now, or is it I'm still? Just, now I've got a few things. I've got. I'm, I'm a little bit. Busy busy with what I'm doing and I, I've, I've got a few things that I want to focus on and again I was spending loads of time I was doing it it is on there like there's a few posts on there um, for my vegan thing it's called like plant-based nutrition so if people want to go on that I haven't I haven't deleted that or like disabled it or anything I've disabled my other one the PT side of it because my head was just in loads of different things what I wanted to do um, and again I'm just I feel like the the benefit the reward um, that you get from putting in all that time. For me, what I was wanting to do was putting too much time in. I was spending like hours and hours and hours to create like one post on like four late. So if anyone wants to look into what I was doing in micro, the A to Z of micronutrients, so I'm up to like basically just about, it was just about to do B12, um, but just to show that you can get these nutrients. So I might just jump on and put the B12. So if anyone wants to look at that more in depth, I'll break than I talk about it. <laughs> I'll put I'll put the, the Instagram or whatever it is down below. Anything yeah. to send it over afterwards. But that was a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. No, you're welcome, man. Cheers. So that is all for part one of the podcast. Obviously, in part two, we'll be talking about Mark's veganism, how he started it, why he started it, the reasons behind it, and a lot of the misconceptions and everything else to do with veganism. I did a one full week myself. The link for that video, I did it, I've recorded the full week. The link for that video will be down in the show notes below. Check it out, my experience with it, and the kind of food that I ate and how I went about it. But definitely worth listening to part two if you're interested in that argument. And I think a vegan diet is something, or a plant-based diet we should say, is something that a lot of people should really take into consideration. And myself personally will definitely be taking that into consideration. So again, as I always say, if you enjoyed this episode, remember to share it on your Instagram story, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you're on. Tag myself at Brendan Pearson Fitness. And I know Mark doesn't have Instagram or he isn't active on it, but you can tag him anyway. Any questions, fire them our way. We're happy to answer them. Also, as I always say, if you could share this podcast with one friend, one family member, whoever it is, just copy the link for the podcast, send it over to them. Even if it's not this episode, even if it's one of the previous episodes that you enjoyed, send it over to them just to spread the word. That would mean the world. So remember to stay tuned for part two. That will be out very, very soon. Definitely one that is worth listening to and also watching on YouTube if you haven't already watched any of the podcast. All of the guest episodes are on YouTube too. So again, thank you very much for listening. This has been Process.